Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Friday, it's Velas, it's roguenews.com. And with that being said, we have the man of the hour himself. He needs no introduction. You can find him over at the Discord. You need to get into the Discord. Email CJ, CJ at roguenews.com. And with that being said, Velas, what's up, buddy? How are you? I'm good, my friend. How are you doing? Well, it's Friday, man. I can't complain. I'm looking forward to a restful and relaxing weekend. How about you? I'm just happy to see blue skies and sunshine out my window right now. <laughs> it's as cold as hell, man. I don't know how it is over where you are, but it is freezing. I'm I'm down the road, so it's it's uh, it's a bit chilly. <laughs> yeah, it truly is. Fellas, what's going on, man? Where where are you going to take us today? We got a number of things to cover, and uh, per the advice of one of our our listeners, I do I do try to post on the Discord page uh, in advance what I was going to cover today so uh with that i'll i'll roll into it and uh v you you stop me if i hit a nerve um so uh in the next week or two uh my plan everybody is i'm gonna have another archaeology alternative history installment um among other things i'm gonna cover the author mark carlotto's book before atlantis um several of you know mark or mark's theories which are shared with a number of other researchers um Mark is one of the folks who his focus is on pole shifts as a major contributor to prior catastrophes in Earth's history. Um, what I found especially interesting uh, in his work, and I'm going to cover it on that program, are the charts he's produced of many ancient sites around the world being built based on each of the pole shifts, uh, where specifically those sites or temples or whatever you want to call them are aligned to prior locations of where the magnetic pole was located. And... Um, that's many uh and many researchers have pointed to a number of these sites as having been over constructed or overbuilt uh freddie silva's reference about all of them being so overbuilt um being part of a series of messages left for the future now carlotto takes it a step further with his belief we're not just uh looking at two major building periods one following the start of the ice age and one when the ice age ended uh he argues there are many periods of building uh, because some of these structures are even older than believed by the alternative community, much less mainstream researchers. So for him, we're not looking at a 10 or 12,000 year window, but potentially uh, 50,000 years or even even longer. Uh, according to Brendan O'Connell, who raised on Thursday uh, this line item that I've not been able to confirm just yet, that YouTube is evidently going to be removing new 
and retroactively removing already posted firearm videos. Uh, in a rather sadistic move, if you've already posted three or more such videos on your site, they'll automatically hit you with the three strikes and you're out thing. Uh, for those of you who may not be aware, there's a ton of pages and videos out there on everything from firearms training to maintenance of weapons, upgrades, similar target shooting advice, etc. Uh, YouTube is indicating this is in response to the topic of suppressors, aka silencers, uh, but that appears not exactly to be the case. They want all the content gone. So I'm sure we're going to start finding that type of material appearing on Discord and or Twitch and or DLive. Rumble. Uh, yeah, Rumble. Rumble uh, is going to overtake YouTube in the next five to ten years. So, yeah, that community also is going to learn quickly uh, where to put their content. Yep. Um, one, of, one of the themes I want to kind of re-explore with all of you again also is uh, the idea of the long game. Uh, used to mention this quite a bit on some of my prior shows. Um, I know for many folks out there, uh, given the nature of our lives and so on, focusing on more than a few months or a year or two at a time is, is a little difficult. So we tend to have kind of a shorter view on things. Our friends in the globalist community play the long game, which is measured in decades, or at least they think they do. And if you think about the previous three years, there have been a number of forms of attack, if you will, on the global public. Uh, inoculations, denial of freedom of travel or freedom of movement, repression of information, impairment of food and energy supplies, attacks on the social structures of various countries, and the list goes on. In the case of the latter, I'm talking about things like um, CRT in the primary schools and universities uh, continuing their long road of being institutions of indoctrination. This is a multifaceted program to alter the global community or global economy and society. And this took years to plan and billions of dollars to launch. Now, another point to consider along with this narrative is why did Germany start several years ago trying to transition to green energies and away from petroleum? Would that be because powerful people knew war with Russia was coming and it would cause an interruption of fuel supplies? This goes to the old joke about if aliens are visiting Earth, certainly that would have leaked out by now. Well, if the media has not mentioned globalists or what they're up to, they must not exist is a similar way of thinking. If you do the research, their goals and who makes up that community is well known. And that goes beyond Matthew Eretz rather deep dive work that he does. If people have not done the research and think it's all conspiracy, well, that's not my problem and it's not our problem. Um, second, our friends in the intelligence agencies through their public agents like Elon Musk, and yes, he is one of many, also play the long game. In my opinion, though, the intel folks are better informed, better prepared, more capable of large-scale violence than the globalists, and already know everything about the globalists, whether they realize that or not. I highly doubt sometimes whether those in the globalist community really understand the godlike power of most intelligence agencies. Now, while the globalists are fixated on a neo-feudalist model and a digital economy, it's the intelligence folks who are rapidly moving to control all information and monitor all information. Said another way, the intelligence community is playing a much different game than the globalists with their orgies of fine food and hookers. I use this word loosely. It will be the intelligence communities who win the longest game, regardless of what self-identified globalists are attempting to achieve. As we often see on Rogue, that's not a good or a bad outcome per se. They're just another group of players with their own agendas. Are the intelligence agencies as fixated on ideas about global eugenics and social engineering? Probably not. This may create some amusing areas for conflict between the two groups. 
Now, on the positive side of things, or if you prefer the armies of light in this battle, also keep in mind the following. Many times in my professional life, I've shared with all of you that I'm down in the weeds with people performing real work in both the commercial and government sectors. And then I throw on a sport jacket and a tie and I go talk to management or federal leaders about their assumptions. Assumptions who are often misplaced, if not downright wrong, about, quote unquote, what actually is possible and what's really going on. I've also been thankful to have access to people who perform actual, quote unquote, work in this world because senior leaders are often in the worst form of echo chamber. I've also shared with you the vast number of times I've been able to see powerful realities behind the scenes. Now, where I'm going with this is, is I've recently been cruising around, or actually I continue to keep an eye on Patrick Ryan's Discord page, as well as content on a number of other sites or more niche alternative communities out there, if you will. The revolution, everybody, may not be televised to reference a popular quote, but I assure you the revolution is powerful and it is ongoing. Like my program last week where I said that even all of us here on Rogue need to check our own assumptions as much as our challenges in dealing with the quote-unquote sheep out there who will not accept the government as lying to them. If you don't have access or are unaware of what's going on in these communities and what they're discussing, you might actually be led to believe the media's uh, explanation that the World Economic Forum plans are a sure thing. I point to Gus Demos, who's often said, don't let these people fool you. We have the numbers. They don't, unquote. Equally to our program listener who knows the legal community like the back of his hand, understand the law injunction procedures, depositions, and your state's legal procedures. Stop being afraid of the legal system. Everything you need to know is in the public domain. Patrick Ryan's folks are brewing up some powerful stuff in their discussions, and they aren't alone. They are most certainly not alone. It's also why I'm thankful CJ introduced us all to websites like Discord beyond all the other forums where our program is available, whether it's here on Twitch or DLive or Rumble. I work in the IT industry and have for many years among my various hats I wear, and I'd never even heard of Discord until I was doing work with our friends here at Rogue. Why? Well, because originally it was a website for gamers to exchange information, and I haven't been a full-fledged gamer since probably 1998. It's now one of the many venues where the revolution is ongoing, and I know this is hard to believe sometimes, but I'm telling you, we are turning the tide if not dare use the word we are winning obviously stay tuned as this is going to continue to develop a number of the things by the way that i've noticed patrick ryan's folks discussing is basically weaponizing chat gpt for about everything you could imagine as well as he's got folks out there that are running their own tools to run their own psychological operations on the globalists and the intelligence community to force them to cough up information they don't want public as well as venues for exchanges of information. Why are people not stealing? Some data has recently come out from retailers in California saying that perhaps they overplayed their concerns about theft. We have to remember California passed that law where if there's theft less than $950, you cannot prosecute. This was uh, Gus Demos' joke about Rogue having t-shirts with the 949 club on them. (laughs) 949 gang. (laughs) 949 gang. There's a serious reason for my bringing this up, and that's before we talk about uh, $50 in reparations uh, coming out of that state. One of my reasons is the often mentioned topic of social engineering and social experimentation. I think there's something much deeper going on here we need to consider. If I was a gang member in California or similar, I'd be stealing left and right. Yet if this data is correct, the wide-scale theft one would have expected simply hasn't been taking place. What conclusions can we draw from this? 
We have a sector of society who has shown they will not defend themselves or their children from possible harm from inoculations. Correct. We have a whole other sector of society who is not above committing theft if the opportunity presents itself. And yet theft is not occurring, or at least not to the degree one would expect. We have to ask, has every sector of society become so apathetic that we can neither count on rational people to protect their kids, nor criminals to steal when the opportunity is right in front of them? I have a bad feeling some expensive artificial intelligence is working these questions right now. Speaking of California and the issue of legal theft, there's quite a bit going on over there with national implications, and I want to review a couple items with you. First, the topic of water. Last month, California was absolutely hammered by a rare series of very heavy rainfalls along the length of the state, including snowfall. So certainly the state's drought must be over and the aquifers are filled, right? Not exactly. There are several aquifers in the state who've reported at least five feet more of water level, and that is impressive. When I was in the state during the 2014 drought, I spoke to many Native residents who directed me to go take a look into the state's issues with water going back into the post-World War II era. There have been a number of efforts in California over the, the decades following World War II to build additional aquifers precisely for situations like this. Many planners knew by the 1950s there was going to be a massive population growth in the state, and that's before we even got into the 1980s and 1990s. Each time, though, right before they were ready to begin, more moderate weather would roll into California and those efforts would stop. Plus, let's be honest, the money was redirected elsewhere to keep the voters happy. So what's the current situation? Well, you're going to love this. They adopted a new state approach to water a number of years ago, assuming there would always be snow melt in the spring that could be used to fill the state's aquifers. During times prior to spring, water is not directed to the aquifers in case it might cause floods downstream. A lot of the water the state received last month, I'm not making this up, they redirected it into the Pacific Ocean. When the state's water manager for California was recently asked how are they doing relative to their situation concerning the aquifers, he did respond truthfully and basically said they're still in serious trouble. Now, not to pick on California when they're already down, but you see the problem is these highly technocratic state governments, much like Washington, D.C., these are people who believe personal initiative is dangerous, so everything has to be scripted down to every possible decision. If California's state water managers were allowed some discretion, this could have been managed better. Instead, they have to follow the rules that are developed in Sacramento by people, which is the state capital, with no understanding of the state's needs. The second item for California is shipping. Now, we've covered on prior shows how the port of Long Beach alone completes as much cargo activity in a month as Miami will do in a year. However, powerful forces are now shifting things in strange ways. California has recently decreed you cannot have a Class 8 tractor-trailer with an engine built prior to 2010. Now, without getting into the specifics of it, folks, that's nonsense, as regardless of the year, the emissions control systems are all external, not internal to the engine, and they work just fine. Correct. Just ask, just ask Cummins, who makes some of the best equipment in that space. Cummins was a client of mine, folks. I worked with Cummins for a number of years. The, the external emissions control systems, and Cummins is just one vendor who's produced these products, but Cummins equipment is used by a multiple, everybody from Detroit Diesel to, to other engine manufacturers. <clears throat> Their equipment is superb. The issue is not about when the engine was built, but again, you either have people who don't know any better or are trying to execute some sort of plan of theirs because the capability is out there. There's also now demands for electric trucks to run cargo from the ports to trucking terminals or rail terminals, and the list goes on. 
The result is cargo is now being shifted anywhere but California and splitting up deliveries among multiple ports rather than a single drop-off at Long Beach or the port of Los Angeles. Third, <clears throat> fuel and energy. California is in the process of shutting down any remaining state-produced oil or natural gas, putting them at the mercy of having energy shipped into the state. Now, keep in mind what I just said about shipping, whether by truck or rail. This is only going to contribute to making California even more vulnerable to the disruptions as people and businesses leave the state. The fourth item is the state's revenue. Yes, California is still a trillion-dollar-plus economy, but with each year, their budget shortfalls are getting worse. This year, they're $25 billion short, and the state government's cutting programs left and right. How much longer California will derive that level of revenue when businesses who produce it are leaving the state is an unknown. The fifth item, strangely, is Gavin Newsom, the governor. If I was Gavin Newsom, I'd be rather upset right now. To the expense of the people living in California, he's done every social engineering thing that was asked of him, including allowing thefts of at least $949 a day. Unless something unknown occurs in the next 12 months, I think he and his haircut have been completely played. Now, what do I mean? He did all this to buy favor with power brokers so that he could be moved into the White House. (laughs) He may still end up there, but the rumors are growing that he's becoming a liability and they have somebody else in mind to replace Joe Biden. Now, Joe's leaving the White House, and if I was Kamala Harris, I would not be traveling by plane for any reason for some time. Correct. But whether Gavin Newsom is taking over now is in doubt. Moving to Hungary. Very important things are going on in Hungary, and just a reminder, Hungary, along with Poland, Romania, and others in Central Europe, have been trying to carve out their own foreign policy and national goals, free of Western Europe and Russian influence. They are eternally caught in the middle, like an Eastern European version of Belgium. Now, George Soros, tool of the London Corporation he is, has a special hatred for his ethnic homeland and directs his attention there often. It popped up in the Hungarian press, which is why none of you have heard about it, that during the last week, the Hungarian military has removed hundreds of military officers with connections to NATO. The feeling feeling being that too many of these officers were a little too close to NATO and NATO's decision-making. Not to go there, but it also opens the door to a possible coup should Budapest start thinking too independently of Western Europe. I've raised Hungary often as a place to keep an eye on and will continue to do so because Hungary has a uh, disproportionate level of influence in Central Europe. And so the Hungarian government, as a number of you may be aware, uh, several times has um, made moves that uh, made Brussels and the Central Europe, <coughs> sorry, the Western European leadership very, very angry, whether it's yeah. uh, inoculations, currency, and the list goes on. Migrants is a big one. Yeah, that too. Uh, they've, they've absolutely drawn a wall, no pun intended, uh, around their borders. So non-governmental organizations or NGOs um, posted an article from Technocracy News a while back and wanted to revisit this topic, uh, especially with the World Economic Forum permanently being in the news again. What technically is a non-governmental organization? Uh, it's defined as a group that functions independently of any government. It's usually nonprofit NGOs, sometimes called civil society organizations, are established on community, national, or international levels to serve as a social or political goal, such as humanitarian causes or protection of the environment. According to the World Bank, they break down into two types operational NGOs and advocacy NGOs. Operational NGOs focus on design and implementation of development projects. Advocacy NGOs defend or promote a specific cause or seek to influence 
public policy. Other items about NGOs, they play a major role in international development, aid and philanthropy. Um, they may run budgets of millions or billions of dollars each year. NGOs rely on a variety of funding sources from private donations and membership dues to government grants. Uh, advocacy NGOs work to influence public policy. NGOs can include the American Red Cross, Amnesty International, as well as our friends at the World Economic Forum, the Trilateral Commission, the Bilderberger Organization, the Council on Foreign Relations, and all the viral offspring of Cecil Rhodes. You could probably argue the RAND Corporation is part of this as they seek to influence government policy, although that's perhaps a bit of a stretch. So the reason why I'm revisiting this topic is a couple of things. First, in 1945, the U.S. Congress passed the International Organization Immunities Act, or IOIA. It established immunities, privileges, and tax exemptions for international organizations that might not be considered international organization under the rules of international laws. It then enabled U.S. presidents to grant privileges to these organizations based on executive order. 1983, Ronald Reagan added provisions to protect these groups from lawsuits or Interpol investigations. 2009, Barack Obama granted additional protections. Now, what are the specifics about these legal protections? The organization's archives are unchallengeable and considered protected or inviolable is the word they use. Exemption from taxes. Uh, internal revenue taxes, communication taxes, taxes on transportation of purposes or property, persons or property, customs duties and taxes, admissions of officers and employees, their family members, no checks on customs duties. Employees are exempt from legal suits or any other legal action in regards to activities that relate to their work. Employees are exempt from income taxes if they're not U.S. citizens or are both a U.S. citizen and a citizen of the Commonwealth of the Philippines, which was kind of a leftover from World War II. Officers and employees of international organizations and members of their immediate families, other than nationals of the United States, require no alien registration or fingerprinting, no registration as foreign agents. Second, because of interlocking arrangements, the World Economic Forum may not fully qualify under this act as an NGO, but it doesn't matter. By operating in tandem with the right groups, they can be. Case in point, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation aligned their group called GAVI, G-A-V-I, an alliance of parties interested in vaccines with UNICEF and the World Bank. By doing so, they're now protected by the IOIA. Guess who helped manage the global rollout of vaccines? It was GAVI was a major party in that. CERN in Switzerland, who operates the Hadron Collider, is also protected. Third, whether CERN is trying to open a door to hell with the super colliders, not my immediate issue. What is at issue is these laws enable NGOs protected by this act to essentially launder massive sums of money without oversight or the ability to prosecute. Now consider all the money who went to Ukraine and is being funneled through these NGOs. This was also part of an article that I had, I had posted, um, as I mentioned at the front end there, that I had posted on, on uh, Discord a while back about this the net of this topic is is that many uh there's like 76 primary organizations that are protected by this act in the united states but the point is is that no matter who it is they all align themselves the way gavi did bill bill and melinda gates's foundation group so that uh it's kind of like the the comment i've made about if you're hiring a private investigator or a uh, forensic accountant you always have your law firm hire that person. So if they're in court, 
there's strong limitations on what questions can be asked of them because they're protected under what's known as privilege, the same as your attorney. If you hire the person, then they have to answer pretty much any question put to them on the stand. It's kind of a similar thing here. These non-governmental organizations, as long as they're aligned with the right groups, they're protected under these various forms of protection. And the net of it is, is it, it basically gives them diplomatic immunity. There's pretty much damn near anything that they can do where there's there's strong limitations on holding them accountable, investigating the finances are similar. And so on the one hand, it, it provides way too much uh, anonymity and ability to operate for these folks without any oversight. But then obviously the big one is it's it's basically legalized uh, money laundering on a massive, massive scale. So with that, V, I, I open the floor. Uh, no, you covered a lot of ground. Um, you know, it, it, I have like nothing to add. <laughs> For once, yeah, you killed it, man. <laughs> I, I thought you would have more material. Uh, that was five pages, if you can believe Holy it. So grief. either I got to slow down my speaking style or something. <laughs> I think, you, I think you, 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 yeah, you need to like slow down your speaking style. Yeah. It's like, uh, what was it, the modern woodsman of America speeches we gave in middle school? Where the yes. teacher's constantly telling you, I know when you do this at home, it lasts <laughs> the duration it's supposed to. <laughs> But you're nervous, so you're you're speaking too fast. Yeah. Um, so, what's going on in the world, V? Oh, uh, I don't know. There's a there, uh, uh, an El Cuco has just joined us. How are we doing? Hey, just in time. Vela's just wrapped up. <laughs> well, I, I was listening. I was listening via my uh, phone as I was getting some uh, some things accomplished, and something came across the the radar, and I thought it would be a very important. Um, to, to, to bring it up, par partly because we spent a good portion of the conversation uh, yesterday talking about the, the Project Veritas oh, yeah. uh, video. Uh, did you guys capture the, the, the video kind of uh, debunking or, or discrediting the, uh, the gentleman that was, that was opposed, supposedly the, the, the director of product uh, research and development? No. Oh, so, that, so that process has started. Uh, he's not the person you think he is. There's no truth to the rumor that we're reverse engineering viruses. Right. Let me, I can play it if you guys want. Because we up, discussed it. Huh? Put up. Yeah, okay. Ahead. Yeah. Give me, give me just a second. Because I think it's just important. Like if we, uh, if, if somebody played us, right. And maybe O'Keefe was a little bit too hurried to, um, you know, to get it out there. Uh, but obviously it caught the, um, it caught several people, right? I mean, there, there was, you know, Kim.com, uh, several legislatures that were, you know, part of that, that space group. And uh, George Webb, um, I'm not familiar with his work, but apparently he's an investigative uh, journalist yeah. um, who kind of debunked and discredited this individual and was really kind of a, uh, not shocked, but just, just thought that, you know, it was a little bit too, too quick to bring this person into, let me bring it up. Okay. Share screen. Click this. Okay. Okay. I think I have it in. Did it come in? There it goes. Okay. So let's let's play this. And like I said, the video speaks for itself and some, something definitely to take into consideration. On uh, Veritas, Project Veritas on Twitter spaces, 17,000 people listening to this is really an amazing group. And the big story is there's this Pfizer, Pfizer whistleblower who's supposedly the head of mRNA. Uh, research worldwide, worldwide, uh, they've checked it out. And uh, he's saying, hey, 
uh, we used, you know, directed evolution uh, to get one monkey to make another monkey sick. And this is the way we came up with all the variants. This is the way we're just going to keep selling, you know, vaccines with all these variants. Something along that line. Uh, this is the big thing. So they have this video of this guy who kind of looks like he's in a restaurant in New York somewhere. Uh, I think O'Keefe kind of hangs out in New York and this guy's supposedly from Yale. And he's a young guy. He's about 27, 28 years old, something like that. Black guy. Uh, his name is Jordan Tristan Walker. Jordan Tristan Walker. So 28-year-old all the way up to supposedly uh, four levels below, three levels below uh, Borla, the guy you saw uh, getting jumped on by um, Yemeni, Avi Yemeni in uh, Davos. Uh, remember, he uh, was walking to, to a, a media event, Borla, the CEO of Pfizer, and then uh, Avi Yemeni from Rebel News kind of jumped on him and said, hey, you know, where do you spend your money on your yacht and all this sort of thing. So I think James is reaching here to try to outdo Yavi Yemeni um, from Canada, Rebel News, uh, because I did a couple of searches on this guy. He's a student at Yale. He went there supposedly from 2009 into 2013. And I immediately found, immediately found a Yale article where he seems to be a social justice warrior he had replaced some words on <clears throat> Yale Cross, you know, the sacred Yale Cross, which is, is like, I think I-N-R-I, I don't know what I-N-R-I spells or stands for on the Yale Cross, but it's the sacred Yale Cross. And he replaced it with rolling on the floor laughing, R-O-F-L. It's right there in the Yale paper, right? Uh, and he's very proud of this. He He's the guy calling in saying, you know, the, Administration should have some, done something about this horrible sacrilegious thing, this INRI on the Yale Cross. You know, it's now ROFL. This is horrible. Well, he's the one, obviously, who was the hoaxer. He did the rolling on the floor laughing. Uh, and when you look at, if, when you Google his profile on LinkedIn, he says he's a student at Yale. Now, I didn't go on any of this. I just saw this and I said, well, you know, James has made a mistake. He's got this pizza twirler who pretended like he was the head of RNA at Pfizer, who, and he knew he could juice, probably tried to get into medical, but he couldn't make it. He was trying to juice James, and he fooled James. But everybody on the, on the right alt media is in on this, uh, supporting this. Bob Malone's there saying, yes, I can vouch for this guy as the head of mRNA. Tom Fitton comes on you know, with Judicial Watch. You got Kim.com calling <laughs> from New Zealand on this thing. You got Steve Kirsch calling in from Silicon Valley. Uh, some people even mentioned Richard Fleming, uh, who's a two-time felon in medical fraud. Um, somehow that got by, got by the goalie of, uh, you know, the fact checkers at, at Project Veritas, quoting Richard Fleming, two-time felony felon in, in medical fraud. So this thing is 17,000 people. It's just a, it's a Hindenburg. It's a, it's a Hindenburg. It's a slow motion Hindenburg, journalistic Hindenburg watching this thing. <laughs> and, you know, I want to get to the bottom of Pfizer too. I, but I've said, if you want to get to the bottom of this, it's not Pfizer, it's Moderna, it's DARPA, it's MRNA bids, it's the Wellcome Trust. It's uh, the uh, 
WHO and the people getting the vaccine bits at WHO, it's Benassi B at WHO.int. And this really actually has undermined my faith in James. Uh, this really shakes because he cannot be this incompetent. There's no way James could be this incompetent to miss that this guy is a pizza twirler making Yaleys up in New Haven. And he didn't even graduate from Yale. Uh, he's, he's a hoaxer. He's an, obviously a guy who's an attention-seeking behavior. And there's no reason why you should juice everybody just because you're trying to compete with Rebel News. That's just not a good reason to get everybody excited. The focus needs to be on who got the mRNA bids, who got the DARPA ADEPT bids at the Wellcome Trust, Jeremy Farrar, the SAGE Group, the, the Secretariat at WHO, the Wellcome Trust. Those are where the follow the money, follow the details, follow the email addresses. Don't fall for some uh, uh, pizza twirler making Yaley's up there with James Alephantis. This is another James Alephantis Yaley uh, pizza twirl. James, you're better than this. And everybody on the phone for you to buy all this hook, line, and sinker, especially with the Richard Fleming thing, is really unbelievable that this would get so much play. Adam Kinzinger calls in, Mr. CIA himself calls in, Mr. Rhino himself calls in and says, great job. You can't believe it. It's true. Um, uh, and, and Matt Gates even retweeted this. Why wouldn't you just wait for five minutes for another investigative journalist to cross-reference this before just putting your stamp of approval on this by retweeting it? Oh, that's the other thing. When you do use a, uh, a background checker like Truthfinder, you immediately find out that this guy's on a government watch list. This guy is on a government watch list. I've done a million of these searches on people. He's on a government watch list. He's committed some kind of crime. He's some kind of informant now. They turn these guys and make them informants. And now he's jerking everybody's chain. He's on a government watch list. Use Truthfinder. Look up Jordan Tristan Walker. You'll see he's on a government List. So why is all his stuff being scrubbed? Well, there's a, a couple of thoughts here, and and thank you, CJ, for playing that that whole clip. Um, the first thing is is that uh, equally to his point about do your research, uh, and a number of you have been talking about it on the on the chat. Uh, I N R I uh, at Yale is a reference to the sign above Christ's head. And it's Latin for Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. That's that's what that is. Second thing, um, he raises, uh, as, as uh, Brendan O'Connell would say, uh, that gentleman that you just played raises the right questions. Uh, I don't know necessarily I would completely agree with him about uh, Moderna alone. But yes, he's right uh, about follow the money. Uh, as we've raised here on Rogue a number of times, the... Uh, patents that Moderna has, and quite frankly, we, we brought this up on Rogue. I think we're one of a small number of people that have raised this. One of the main patent holders of the Moderna vi or virus, <laughs> the Moderna inoculation, um, is Google. It's Google's investment arm. And then Fauci also gets paid for every one of those shots that go out the door. That's a series of interlocking uh, financial arrangements and third-party companies. Moderna didn't even develop it. It was a it was a third-party firm who developed that particular inoculation through um, what do you call it through through DARPA funds and similar. The other thing that struck me about that interview, uh, admittedly, is is that the guy that um, 
the original video that O'Keefe's people got. This guy, T-shirt or not, does not, not to be indelicate, he doesn't give me the vibe, and V, you know, you were out in New York for many years. This guy doesn't give me the vibe of a senior executive in the way a senior executive, especially at a corporation like Pfizer, carries themselves. So is it possible O'Keefe got played? Sure. Um, You know, or is this, is this intentional disinformation to throw people off or discredit, you know, because we've, we've discussed this ad nauseum. They're always going to try and find ways to discredit any questions being asked about these types of topics. Well, here's the funny thing, right? Um, One of the things I've said about over a year ago was the fact that you know, COVID is going to be done away with and Pfizer is going to be in big trouble. Big Pharma is going to, you know, especially Pfizer is going to be taking a massive hit. Um, can this possibly be uh, a move by players on the other side? And, we, you know, you and I both know that there's an, there, there are factions at war with each other here. There's no yeah. doubt about it. You know, they're, they're, they're fighting over uh, who's going to, who's going to come out the other end of this, this collapse. Um, because the funny thing is this, you, you, you know, people on one side, and this is a deep onion, right? This is a layered onion. On one side, you could say this whole Jordan Tristan Walker thing is a hoax, the bullshit, right? But the other aspect is big tech's response to this kind of makes me think otherwise, right? That there's something more to this. And what I mean by that is this. His stuff is being scrubbed everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. This guy was on. If I'll correct me if I'm wrong, but he was listed in Pfizer's uh, 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 um, website because corporate their corporate governance sheet. His name's there, and it's not there anymore. So what the hell's going on, right? So this could be a case, and we all know. Look, if the CIA could put fifty some odd employees in Twitter. There is nothing that says that they can't put a, a few hundred in Pfizer. Because here's the deal. It is possible that this guy is a hoaxer, 100%. It's also very probable that he is a some sort of a federal agent, right? That he's an asset. That he's actually not a director of anything, but he's a placeholder, right? Kind of like how these... Uh, a bo- these consensus boards were at Twitter and Facebook and, 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 and all these other social media platforms. He could be that double or triple agent that's on the side of these um, intelligentsia, so to speak. But how this is going to play out is interesting, but there, there, there's something to this, and where there's smoke, there's fire, is what I, is my gut's telling me. There's there's a few layers to this, Velas. That's what I'm getting. There, there real, is, real, there real is. Real quick, real quick. Ahead, um, yeah, real quick. So, you know, obviously, uh, James, um, you know, beginning of the year, everybody's fundraising right now, right? So, obviously, this was probably a huge uh, opportunity for him. And, and not, I'm not discrediting him or anything like that. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't blame. Him. I think everybody is at this point. The other angle that I think we really need to look at is that are we witnessing here an attempt? to really look at not only Twitter, but other right, I don't want to even call it right wing, but people are really looking for the truth, uh, Rumble, all tech platforms, putting out a, uh, purposely putting out a a fake uh, scenario like this. In other words, setting it up, setting up O'Keefe for this to gain a million views shared across multitude of social media feeds. And just so happens Elon Musk was on Capitol Hill yesterday. 
So this gets discredited. I'm not saying it's going to, but if it gets right, did then boom, they may have a story here uh, to say this is exactly why we need censorship in in social media feeds. We need it across everyone. So we just, I just think we need to be mindful that that could be something that they're potentially trying to establish here. Yes, and you 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 raise a very good point also because of the following. One, what we raised on on my show last week about uh, you got to be kidding me that Pfizer's CEO is suddenly jumped by reporters in Switzerland with some of the finest uh, Mossad crabs protecting him. Uh, the other thing is is that uh, for those of you who may have picked up on it, um, Fauci uh, was I uh, use the word loosely was assaulted. Uh, at a dinner, I don't mean physically, but but people were protesting outside uh, a dinner that he was having last night, uh, calling him names and similar. Uh, we've raised this on Rogue. We're not alone in this. Others have raised raised exactly what CJ saying that this view that they're trying to push they the powers that be that you've got un, unqualified people who call themselves media and you've got the general public and that world leaders, please go back to my comment about NGOs. We have world leaders of which Fauci is not one who are being threatened by emotional people who don't know any better and are being fed information by, by uh, people with no credibility and folks in the alt space at rogue news making statements about shit. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's, that's, yeah, there's, there's a lot of groundwork being laid here. And it's, it's like I alluded to on the front end of my show about multiple levels of attack against the global community when, when the whole COVID thing started, this is the same sort of thing. And this, this does to, to, uh, V's point, this does, this does reek of many of the telltale signs of an intelligence operation. And, and to V's point, this guy's name appearing on a Pfizer roster of employees, and then it's gone. It's it's more. I mean, you know, Pfizer. We're talking about a company that went from forty billion to eighty billion in revenue in one year. That's a lot of goddamn money. Mm-hmm. I mean, you start. I mean, I've shared with all of you. I've had the privilege of meeting some people who who have become billionaires, two or three, yeah. and the degree to which their lives radically change. Because everybody and their brother is out to get them from kidnapping to charitable donations to whatever it is. You you have to prepare and go completely offline when you come into that kind of wealth. Plus, in the paranoia of very powerful people, they don't know what your motivations might be. And they'll, you know, just take you out just because you might, you might be a threat. So it's the same thing here. We have powerful organizations with vested interests who have to distract the public and have to make this go away and have to get investigations into everything from side effects to who knew what. Even Tucker Carlson's piece last night uh, on this topic where he went you know, deep into this particular video, to me is at the time I was thinking it still felt a little bit like a psyop because as I said on a prior show a number of months ago, if they have to, they'll go down the road of, hey, we were just worried about public safety and we had to roll these shots out. And yeah, we've realized later they, you know, Bill Gates just said the other day, they don't really work. But that's a different story than what I started off today's show with, which is this was 10 to 15 years of planning and billions of dollars of execution. That's yeah. a little different than than whoops. We thought thalidomide would actually help women have better 
pregnancies with healthier children rather than what happened back in the 1950s. <clears throat> this this is reeking more and more of, of, I'm not saying intelligence agencies are behind it, but I'm saying this feels like the way in which those types of operations are executed. Yeah, I, I told Cowboy before we before he played the video yesterday, I said, you know, even just even just watching it, what I get a, got a feel for is that this guy is obviously on a date. You can obviously tell he's been drinking. And yeah. I think he was just greatly over exaggerating maybe he does work in the mail room at pfizer i i i don't know um but you know i've i've been in personally in those in those situations out and about oh yeah we get we get 10 million clicks a week and yeah my uh, cbd company were worth 15 billion dollars you know not not exaggerating that much but i think we all have a little bit of that to uh, do it and it was very obvious to me he was doing it now did you guys see the second part the second part of the video that broke i saw it but if you want to play go ahead no i don't have to i mean if Uh, i mean it's interesting because his reaction He's very emotional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. his his world just ended. Like he's been exposed. You see what I'm saying? Like that that's a genuine reaction as somebody who got I read it as somebody who got caught and now his entire corporate life is about to implode. That's, or you're a well-paid actor. Or I mean, if, if this guy's this guy's better than Juicy Smouye if he's fake. Juicy Smouye. Juicy Smouye. You know what I'm talking about? Juicy Smouye, the famous French actor who because because we all knew that man was lying. Of course, right? All right. Well, if that's the case, not, he's better I mean... than Juicy Juicy Smouye. <laughs> well, I can't believe the restaurant would lock the doors. I couldn't believe the the you know you can I... never. You know, do well, that. He told fire. them to, and people well. get you know, people in, in a state of confusion. People do stupid things. It's, in, in fact, people are most hyper suggestible by barking commands at them if they're in a state of stress and confusion. Yes. So yeah. when this, when when this, uh, when Rainbow Bright over here was screaming at the restaurant owner, close the door, don't let them leave. I've just called the cops. I feel unsafe. Please just lock them and don't let them leave. The police are coming. The, the panicked restaurant owner is going to do just that. Yeah. I just know like any SOPs that I've dealt with, whether it's robbery in the banking or, or, or theft in the, the retail sector that, that locking the doors has always been very like a no, no, you don't lock the doors. You just too many situations. Yeah. If, develop yeah, if there's a fire or people need to, that's why I've had some Th- close this friends. This is a mom and pop restaurant. You guys are thinking too much. Well, I don't know. I, well, yeah, it's a mom and pop restaurant. It's a pizza joint. Come on. That's why doors always open outward in case of an emergency. All right, here we go. Pfizer, my question for you is why does Pfizer want to hide from the public to catch up with their mutating the COVID viruses? I'm literally a liar. I was trying to impress a person on a date. What's your lying? This is absurd. Don't touch me. Well, this is not. Why the way? Why are you doing this? Don't tell anybody. Who's just working at a company to literally help the public? You you really did. Please well, he hit the pause button there. He mentioned that he worked for a consulting company prior to uh, getting over at Pfizer, and that checks out as well. The the, the Boston consulting company that uh, opened the door for allowing him to get into Pfizer. So, all right, keep this, the, this is approaching Jerry Springer. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I like it. I'm still waiting for the security guys to come running out because you are not the father. Yeah. <laughs> Please unlock the door. Give me what is going on here? Please unlock. Please unlock the door. Please unlock the door. Unlock the door. We're trying to get unlock the door. Unlock the door. Yeah. Hit pause. 
that to me is someone who's just oh man <laughs> that that to me is somebody who just got he, he just got caught I've seen behavior like that before where they're exposed they're reaching for an electronic device that has all the evidence that they've done and they're wrestling with the person who's just trying to you know, get that device back that has all that incriminating evidence of the way he reached for that, because that is the incriminating evidence, right? If he didn't do it, if this was all a hoax, he'd just be laughing off, ha ha, bitches, I got you, ha ha. And that right there would have explored that, you know, he could have, he could have recorded the whole interaction as well and put that online and it would have, it would have ended Project Veritas. It would have ended Project Veritas, right? But the fact that his responses, the way he was, Trying to break the iPad Pro, throwing it on the ground, trying to bend it, throwing it on the ground again a second time before it was relinquished from his grasp, his grasp, right? Shows his panic. That's what people do when they panic. When there's incriminating evidence, being a text message on a cell phone, right? I mean, you, you, you all seen it with like on, on like these uh, these cheater videos. Some guys have like a uh, text message from some girl that they, be, they shouldn't be talking to. Then all of a sudden... Uh, the the the, the oh, girlfriend of the wife. Found... Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, what I'm saying. Is that, no, no. Seriously, look, check this out. I'm being serious here, guys. The other the other individual, be it a spouse or a partner, grabs the phone, and then the the guy who the phone belongs to panics, and he's wrestling for the phone. Oh my god! <sighs> because he's got got. That is the you, you cannot look. Yeah, there's paid actors. That's not a paid actor, bro. That's too good. A paid actor, you know what a paid, paid actor is? An Antifa idiot holding a sign, a picket sign, saying, Antifascista. That's a paid actor. This guy was panicking. You don't panic like that unless you have something to lose. So I don't know. We will see. find out. Yeah. But I still think, and at the end of the Pfizer's going to put a, Think about it. If this is Pfizer trying to, I mean, this is the stupidity of the other side of this thing, right? If Pfizer's trying to put out a thing where they're trying to do a sting operation on Paragic Veritas, why the hell would they choose a guy who's going to go out there and lie and say, oh, yeah, we're, uh, we're doing directed evolution to uh, make a more violent strain so we can uh, preempt those strains with the vaccines that we produce? Yeah. The, oh, by the way, it, I, I work for Pfizer. I, 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 this is just fake and we're just joking. Brought to you by Pfizer. They wouldn't want to do that. Pfizer's already under a lot of heat, right, on the back end. Financially speaking, with their stock, with the insurance companies, they're already, they are on the precipice. And, and what we're seeing is going to see a pump and dump in Pfizer this year. Watch what happens. So why would they do that? You, you, you I, it doesn't make any sense. I, I, I hear everything you're saying, V. I'm still of the opinion that, that again, from my days working with think tanks and similar, doubt Doubt is a powerful weapon, especially if it's never quite determined who this guy is. Now, the the video that CJ played of the of the researcher who said, "Hey, this guy, you know, has been working part time jobs and similar. He may be working at Pfizer, but but in a low level role, what have you." It it doesn't. The most powerful ways to do this is is it it's never quite figured out. And, and let's also be be candid because, you know, I, I made a comment here on Rogue early in, in 2022 where I said, watch 
watch mid and later in the year in 2022 because we're going to start having shit coming out about covid and of course what we've got videos coming out of 50 you know athletes all dropping over uh my personal favorite the ncaa announces right before the final four hey you know what uh the athletes don't need to get their booster shots right because it's going to be filmed and live worldwide across the united states i mean how many companies have i worked for where everybody is coming up with a bs excuse to get to the bar by noon to watch basketball games all day and you don't need that many millions of americans watching sports athletes falling over so you know what you can skip you you guys can skip the shots everybody else on campus has to take it but you basketball players at the college level can skip taking it and we're now getting even more data and even more data. And now we've got peer-reviewed uh, material coming out of Germany. We have peer-reviewed material coming out of Israel. The list goes on. This is, to me, a type of proactive distraction. And we also know that, that we've got way too many high-profile figures whose purpose is to take fire. The Pfizer CEO in Switzerland, uh, Fauci last evening, they're not alone. We saw uh, Trudeau being, I don't want to use the word harassed, but, you know, his citizens fairly pissed off. But I've also got to ask the question, as somebody who's worked with senior executives in Fortune 50 firms, their personal movements are so careful because there's no other way to say it. I mean, I've, I've worked with factory managers who, after a layoff, are like, yeah, I had to move the wife and kids to the cabin nobody knows anything about on the lake because I got pissed off union members looking looking to kill me and my family. So it's like, why all of a sudden does everybody seem to know where the Prime Minister of Canada is having dinner? How the shit is that even possible? Why does everybody know exactly when the CEO of Pfizer is about to go get a cup of coffee? How does anybody... People have been looking for Fauci for months, and yet suddenly last night he's conveniently at a high-profile location and there's protesters outside, equally begging the question, who the hell are the protesters? I mean, it's like we're not you know, none of us on this show are in a position to go do a background search on who the hell are the protesters. But remember what I told you all about me standing in Washington, D.C., outside the White House, and the bus shows up. And out get the protesters who are supporting a left-wing cause, and they've got their placards, and there's Fox News covering the evil leftists, and then they break, and then go back to the bus and put on different clothes and grab placards for a pro-right-wing uh, topic, and there's CNN filming that one, and then the CNN and Fox News reporters are at the old Ebbett Grill across from the White House having lunch, laughing about the shit they just filmed. So the net of it for me is, we don't know. We don't know. I don't think this guy is a high-ranking person at Pfizer. He may be an employee. But, of course, this is the best way to distract the public. Say everything the public thinks is true or, in fact, is true, but in such a way that it's immediately discredited because of who's delivering it. We're just going to have to wait and see. It's interesting. Everybody's fact-checking right now, and uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, this guy. <laughs> Either like way, lawyer. Pfizer's Pfizer's screwed, and uh, oh it, yeah, all this does it just further solidifies the problem and the corruption with big pharma and with the uh, with, with the jab. There's no doubt about that. And well, hell, it, Daily it, Daily it, Mail. I mean, I mean, not that Daily Mail is is the paragon of truth. I mean, they are still kind of a a rag, if you will. But Daily Mail just yesterday had an article on their on their lead web's uh, landing page. 
that it's there a correlation has already been drawn that if you get the Pfizer uh, booster for COVID and you you receive the Pfizer flu shot at the same time, you have an overwhelming likelihood of a stroke. You so, mean I, I won't mean, have an overwhelming likelihood of of immunity? <laughs> well, you may have immunity from life. But... <laughs> <laughs> I am immune from breathing. <laughs> Fantastic. So, you know, Fellas, watch watch the you. bullshit, folks. Absolutely. It's fine. There's a lot of deception for sure. There's no doubt about that. Like I said, it's like, you know, we don't know who this guy is. You know, exactly. I mean, he could be an intelligence bomb. Like I said, if there's 50 um, CIA and FBI agents in Twitter, why not put a couple hundred in Pfizer? You know, why not? We'll see what happens. He's going to be off to Harley. Yep. Fellas, thank you so much for joining us. With that being Thanks, said, I'm Take it away.